Welcome. This is the Life Habits Podcast Series, and my name is Carl Vradenberg. This is the series that helps you to learn new habits to optimize your life in order to stay sane in this crazy world. This is episode number 19, and the topic for today is forgiveness and compassion. Let's start, as we usually do, with a series of quotes to get us into the context of these two topics. Let's start off with Josh Billings, who says, There's no revenge so complete as forgiveness. Mohandas Gandhi says, The weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is an attribute of the strong. Friedrich Nietzsche says, I've learned that no matter how good a friend someone is, They're going to hurt you every once in a while, and you must forgive them for that. A Buddhist saying says, If you light a lamp for somebody, it will also brighten your path. The Dalai Lama says, If you want others to be happy, practice compassion. If you want to be happy, practice compassion. Hali Selassie says, It's much easier to show compassion to animals. They're never wicked. Leonardo da Vinci says, The purity of a person's heart can be quickly measured by how they regard animals. So the two topics for today then are forgiveness and compassion. We'll start off first by talking about forgiveness and then follow that by talking about some ideas for increasing your use of compassion. But these are two topics that are all about being a really complete and together human being, in my view. There's a lot of uh, linkage of these two topics to religions. Most uh, religions of the world have these elements as some of the most uh, most uh, uh, desired virtues that a person can have to be uh, providing forgiveness and also to live with compassion. Well, what's interesting is that if you have a religion, uh, it can be useful to you while practicing these two attributes. But uh, if you don't, uh, you can also practice these just as easily because then they come from inside as well. And so I wanted to start off with each of these, with giving you sort of a definition uh, using uh, Wikipedia, actually. So let's start off with the definition of forgiveness. Forgiveness is the process of ceasing to feel resentment, indignation, or anger against another person for perceived offense, difference, or mistake, or ceasing to demand punishment or restitution. So this is the topic area that I think is uh, really in the same vein as the one that we talked about last time when we talked about self-actualization. This is another one of those attributes that if you can practice this and to a level where you really have it, not just as as a skill, but something that you practice without even really thinking about it, meaning that it's actually a habit, you'll just be an awful lot happier, feel much more complete as a person in your life and will on a regular basis just be a better person as well. So let's go through five ideas for you to think about adopting in trying to address becoming better at forgiveness. So let's start with number one. Number one is understand who is hurt most by you not forgiving someone. Think for a moment about what the overall process is 
you, whether you were wronged or somehow hurt by what somebody said at work, or if, you know, your partner or even other, another family member in some way did something that made you feel angry, that made you feel hurt. Think about the anger that you feel toward them and think about who that anger really hurts the most. And when you really think about it, a lot of the time that comes down to the fact that it actually hurts you the most. So does it make sense to keep on hanging on to that anger and that resentment for a long time? Or does it make more sense to realize that you're making your own life a misery by holding on to that resentment or that anger? So the first step in thinking through this process of forgiveness is to realize that we as human beings live within our own skin. We live with our thoughts and our feelings. And while we live in a social world and deal with many other people every day, and they do affect us as well, we have control of our own thoughts and feelings. And that's really what a lot of this overall podcast series has been about, as you may recall. It's all about trying to create your world and your place in it in such a way that you feel comfortable with yourself and obviously in working with others as well. But it really comes down to, in this case as well, this whole notion of making sure that you are arranging things in your life and in your dealings with the world and the other people in it in such a way that you can feel comfortable with yourself. So if you're hanging on to all kinds of resentment and all kinds of anger, it's not doing anybody else the most damage. It's doing the most damage to you. So the first step in this, in this overall approach to becoming better at forgiveness is to understand that it is in fact you that is the most hurt usually by this type of hanging on to resentment and hurt and anger. So number two is decide that the why isn't that important. Similarly, when we talked about the managing anger segment, we talked also about this whole notion that a lot of time people try to spend all kinds of time reliving history and try to understand and attribute blame understand the underlying characteristics of all of this. And while there's some amount of that that's important to do, it really isn't fundamental. And it certainly isn't central to the need to become more effective at forgiveness. So decide and really convince yourself that the why of the situation really isn't that important. And that it isn't important in the sense that you also just need to feel better. You need to have a better life and not hang on to strong feelings of resentment, hurt, and anger. So number three is to acknowledge your own role. None of these things, especially things that have to do with other people, are never, are virtually never, a case where it's just the other person's fault entirely. Most human experience involves having two people interacting and while you may have been hurt and the 
the real reason for it and the, the real balance of, of, uh, of hurt in this case comes mostly, let's say, from somebody else that's, uh, that's wronged you, you typically also have some role to have, to have played in that. And so an important third step of really getting to being able to be better at forgiveness is in each of these cases to acknowledge that you yourself have a role to play in it. And the benefit of doing that is not only to diminish so the other person's sort of solitary, most important sort of impact that they had on you and making you feel this way, so lessening their role somewhat by in your own mind, realizing that you have a role to play in this as well. That's part of this, but it's also very important to think of your role in this and what you can do differently in the future. So that's a learning opportunity here. You can think, well, you know, what happened in that situation? You know, it was horrible that that person did that to me. How could they, right? That kind of approach. But then when you really think about it and think, okay, well, I did have some role to play in this. These are the two things that I think that while, you know, not the most significant aspects of the whole situation, but they're still really important in this one nonetheless. And these are things that I control. These are things that I can improve in the future. So you can spend some time getting to understand that and then start to make some differences in that in your whole, in your own life as well. Number four in the overall approach to getting better at forgiveness is to express your feelings. Really get to understanding what your reaction really is and then expressing those feelings as well, getting those out basically. And number five is all about communicating your forgiveness. Now you have to decide actually whether under certain circumstances you even need to express the forgiveness. Some of the time it's sufficient to improve your entire life by you going through the five steps that I've just described entirely on your own, entirely getting to a sense of calm about the situation, and it needn't even have to be expressed to anyone else. You can actually go through these steps and feel extremely better yourself in in your day-to-day living. There are other situations where it really does require you to express your feelings openly and express your forgiveness to a person who may have uh, wronged you. But you're really in the best position to determine whether you want to actually express that and whether you think that would be required in the situation, would improve the situation. But be careful as you do express your forgiveness to truly make it heartfelt. Don't make this a mechanical operation. Don't say it with seething anger under the surface. Really come to terms with your reason for wanting to express forgiveness, to understand fundamentally your role in it, as I talked about earlier, trying to not get into a discussion again about the reasons why everything happened, but fundamentally to express it in terms of feelings and your desire to forgive the other person. And you'll find when you do that for some of the most important situations in your life that you'll feel so much better. In fact, many people live with 
certain resents, resentments or anger for many, many, many years. There are people that in families, for example, or spouses or after, you know, divorces, people harbor anger and experience a horrible life for many, many years after certain events have happened. And when you look at that kind of a situation, you realize how incredibly unfortunate that is, that they could have had such a good life, but they choose to hang on to resentment and anger and let it rule their lives. When in actual fact, they could have gone through these kinds of five steps towards forgiveness. And whether they express it to the other person or whether they just keep it internal to themselves, they can get over this. They can really distance and resolve in their heart the fundamental situation in the ways in which I've described it and have this amazing sense of calm, an amazing sense of being right with the world by just effectively expressing and feeling forgiveness. So I strongly recommend that you think through the things in your life that you still really feel strongly about and go through these five steps toward resolving those difficulties to the point where you can forgive the other person. Now, let's move from the topic of forgiveness to its very close cousin called compassion. And this is, again, sort of the second of these two fundamental virtues that if you can develop skills in this area in both forgiveness and compassion, you'll be that much better a person and you'll feel that much better of a person as well. So let's start off with regard to compassion and go through a definition of what it's generally felt to mean. Compassion is a profound human emotion prompted by the pain of others. More vigorous than empathy, the feeling commonly gives rise to an active desire to alleviate others' suffering. It is often, though not inevitably, the key component in what manifests in the social context as altruism. In ethical terms, the various expressions down the ages of the so-called golden rule embody by implication the principle of compassion, and that is, do to others as you would have done to you. What's interesting in this whole area of dealing with compassion is that when you look at the research in this area, you find that people who, when you look at the various things that will make somebody happy, and you look at comparing if they were to get a lot of money, let's say, a ridiculous amount of money, and you look at how happy they are afterwards, and now you look at a situation where you have somebody giving some, something to somebody else, their time, their effort, let's say, to help them out, and you compare how happy somebody is in, that situa in those two situations, you'll find a huge difference. And the huge difference is that people generally are a lot happier when they can help somebody else out versus they simply getting something themselves. And that's not all that well known by many people. 
I think everybody sort of assumes that, oh, they'd be most happy if they could only have X, Y, or Z. When in actual fact, most people are happiest and most fulfilled when in fact it's the other way around, when they give something to somebody else. So the number six idea that I want to suggest here is the very simple one that it's better to give than receive. There are many, many instances of this. Now try this. Try the whole notion of in cases where somebody, let's say it's a panhandler, or you see a situation where somebody really is in in need, somebody that's less fortunate than you, giving something, giving a gift to them, giving them some money, and not necessarily also needing to be seen to be giving them uh, money or, or some helping them out in some way can make you feel so much better. As the Buddhist saying that I t- uh, talked about off the top mentioned as well, they feel better, you know, the person that you're helping out. But even more importantly, and even more strongly, you feel better by giving rather than just receiving. Number seven is actions speak louder than words. This is another one of those cases where you can talk a good line about uh, being a good person and really feeling empathy for others and the like. But it's really your actions that make the biggest difference. It's really getting out there and contributing in ways that really make a difference. You know, when you look at instances where somebody does something for you, think about it from that point of view for a moment. Think of the times in your life when you were just so surprised and so taken aback and so incredibly uh, thankful for something that someone does. It's often the case that it's simply, it's, it's often not even what they say, although that can be, make a big uh, difference too. It's the even doing relatively small things that really makes a difference. Something that just you really needed at that moment and somebody else actually comes through with it is just much, much more powerful than uh, somebody just talking a good line about something. And it's very similar to number eight, which is random acts of kindness. It's these small things that people do in life that we as human beings so incredibly appreciate. And it's the random ones that are the most meaningful. You know, there's a whole set I remember reading through, I remember looking at one point through searching the internet for stories that were positive. There's a lot of what we get every day, as you know, uh, in the newspaper and all are stories of lots of negative things. News is almost always equated with negative things, negative news, bad things that happen. And I subscribed for a while to an RSS feed, which was just good news. It was just stories of what people had done for their fellow human being, or very, very importantly, also to animals, and also what animals have done for humans that were just so meaningful, were so incredibly cool to read. And you know, they tend to have that much more impact on you than any of the other kinds of stories that you deal with on a regular basis. So this whole notion of random acts of kindness, if you have yourself oriented in such a way that you're really looking for opportunities to just do a nice thing, even down to just holding a door open for somebody that's still 
coming through in a, in a little while. Somebody in a store that just is, you know, short of a few pennies uh, or, or even, you know, more than that to, in order to get something, you know, that they really want. Somebody that's just dropped something and you help them pick it up. Somebody, well, while you're driving that, you know, really needs to get across the road, but nobody else will let them in. You be the one that hang back and let them in. You'll feel really good about doing it yourself, and of course the person will as well. But I can't stress enough that the important thing here is that you want to help other people. You want to help other beings on the world. But in doing that, you feel really good yourself. This is incredibly important that this is, of all the things that you can do on a day-to-day basis, of all the things that we usually go through in our heads about what we might want to do to make ourselves feel good, it's often not thought about, about doing these kinds of acts of compassion. So number nine, compared to the eight, which is random acts of kindness, number nine is planned acts of compassion. This is the area of actually planning for yourself or your family. Go spend some time to help others, whether it's at, you know, Christmas time, going and working in a soup kitchen, you know, really helping less fortunate people in and on a particularly important day, or whether it's uh, helping with something like Habitat for Humanity. This whole notion of trying to join with other volunteers and really help out communities, help out families that are in need in building, you know, houses or whatever the actual activities are. And I strongly recommend doing this kind of thing when people are relatively young too. It's a great experience for teenagers, for example, to spend a summer or a part of a summer when they're a teenager in providing that kind of voluntary contribution. They learn skills, they learn you know, to work with others, but most importantly, they learn how to help other people that are less fortunate than they, and they get early on in life an incredible sense of this experience of the great feeling that you get yourself too when you are effective at expressing compassion. Number 10 is karma. And, you know, this is a term that uh, is defined really as all creature, living creatures are responsible for their karma, their actions, and the effects of their actions. This is a word and a concept that is part of many, many religions, but is fundamentally a concept that doesn't necessarily have to be linked to a religion. It's really about that what you do has some action down the road. And we as human beings, as we've talked about many times in this series, do things and then certain things happen afterwards. And you have to realize that when you're talking about forgiveness or if you're talking about compassion and acts of compassion, it's all about a collective aggregation over time of your good actions. And if you do them truly from your heart. You can do them for other reasons as well, and and religions really are all about that as well. Other reasons why you'd want to forgive and express compassion, and that's fine, but you should always still really realize that if you do this from your own heart, then you'll also even get greater results from it as well. 
And this whole notion of building karma, think of, think of that term regularly during your day. How many things did you do today that really are all about good karma for you? Did you do anything today that really helped another person? Did you resolve some situation with somebody that had really been nagging at you or nagging at them by forgiving another person? Did you do something during the day that helped somebody else out? Think about it. And think about how if you do that on a routine basis and day after day you do these types of things, you'll start feeling so much better about yourself and it'll start to grow. You'll start to want to do more of each of these types of things over time. And you'll notice another really interesting difference. You'll also notice a really different reaction for people to you and what you're all about. I've seen transformations in people that used to be really self-centered. They're all about earning enough money and and, you know, getting the cars and the houses and all of that. And then at times, and it might be because a friend was just going through a really difficult patch and they help that friend out selflessly and they realize that they have that in themselves. And if they do that type of thing more often, they feel even better. And all of a sudden, when you do that type of thing on a regular basis, you realize that a balanced life is not only about just doing all the things that we need to do each day. It's also about the kinds of things we want to do. And these types of things like forgiveness and compassion are in that category where you do those as a human being. You're helping out significantly other people, but very, very importantly, you are also helping out yourself. And there's a variety of ways that we can do this. I've gone through some ideas during this session. There's also other ways of doing this that doesn't involve other human beings necessarily. This is something I feel very strongly about myself, and that is helping out animals, for example, also provide you with and provide them with significant positive karma. So this is the topic of forgiveness, compassion, and we'll touch on other topics like this in the future in this series as well. But these are the kinds of things that there's certain types of things you need to learn on a regular basis of learning how to present better, how to have more effective interpersonal communication, all of the other kinds of topics we've covered in this series. But we're also going to be getting into occasionally topics like this one, which are really in this extending what it is that you do in your behavioral repertoire, the things that you do from your heart that can make the world a better place and very importantly also make you a better person every day as well. So that's the topic for today. I want to thank all of you again for your continuing support of this podcast series. I've gotten very good feedback from many of you saying that you find this valuable to you. Continue to send those cards and letters or those emails to lifehabits at gmail.com or provide comments at lifehabits.podbean.com or in iTunes itself. You might want to tell others about this as well. I came across somebody that listens to this series and who had been telling a lot of their friends about it uh, as well. So uh, that might be an idea too if you really think that this is something that is valuable to you. I would appreciate that as well. 
So that's it for this week. Practice your forgiveness and your compassion this week, as I've said many times in these sessions before. Choose one of the items that I've talked about here this week and actually do it. Best of luck with that this week, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye for now.